Greetings and blessings and welcome to another episode of Shauna Kay's Motivational Breeze with me, Shauna Kay Calder. You are tuned in for another powerful episode in our series. We do this because I need it, you need it, we all need it. That good energy that helps us to change our minds about our limitations. Some strong, positive conversations to shift our lens from lack to abundance. I am dedicated to talk about feelings, the good, the bad, and indifferent, because we need that kind of emotional diversity if we are to be truly happy. With that said, my topic for today is mental health, looking at the disorder depression. Now, what is mental health? This term mental health is defined in many different ways. Some definition emphasize positive psychological well-being, whereas others see it as the absence of mental health problems. For example, the World Health Organization has defined mental health as a state of well-being in which the individual realizes their own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to their community. The definition of mental health varies across individuals and cultures. Culture influence mental health, mental health challenges and disorder, and mental health services in many ways. Historically, mental health has been seen as a continuum ranging from good mental health to having a mental illness. Recently, an alternative view is to consider a mental health continuum and a mental health problem as coexisting and independent from each other. In other words, someone with a diagnosable mental health problem, such as depression or schizophrenia, can still have a high level of positive mental health, such as a social and emotional well-being. However, Many people who have no serious or diagnosable mental health challenges or problems may still lack good mental health. There has been an increasing emphasis on taking a public health approach to children's, adults' mental health which aims to balance the focus on children's mental health problems with a focus on their positive mental health. This approach not only focuses on treatments, but also includes promotion, preventions, early intervention, which is very, very important, and education to improve outcomes and health. This approach includes creating environments that promotes and supports optimal health as well-being and building skills that enhances resilience. Resiliency can be defined as the capacity of adults, children, youth, and families to successfully overcome life challenges. Now let us take a look at depression. I have seen depression a lot. It is on the rise. Depression has raised the eyebrows of many of us and is on the lips of many of us as well. The word depression is used in many different ways. It is also used out of context. How do we treat those who are depressed around us? Do we give them the attention they need or do we ignore them? People feel sad or blue when bad things happen. However, 
everyday blues or sadness is not a depressive disorder. People with the blues may have a short-term depressed mood, but they can manage to cope and soon recover without treatment. The type of depression that is the focus of today's episode is a type of mood disorder and the most severe and most disabling form of depression. Major depressive disorder lasts for at least two weeks. It affects people's ability to carry out their work and their daily activities and keeps people from having satisfying personal relationships. Now, according to a study that was done by the National Survey on Drug Use and Health in 2004, 9% of youth ages 12 to 17, an estimated 2.2 million, they experienced at least one major depressive episode in the past year. Among these youths, fewer than half received treatment for depression during that time. Depression is very serious. It's a very serious mental health issue that can affect even very young children. Major depressive disorder in children, it affects them at any given time. Depression is often recurrent. A person recovers but may develop another episode later on. If a young person has an episode of depression, they are more likely to have another episode during their lifetime. Young people may also experience depression as a side of effect of certain medication or when discontinuing the use of a medication. Depression often can occur also with children of special needs, attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, or other disruptive behavioral disorder, anxiety disorder, and substance use disorder. Now, what might a first aider notice if someone is depressed? As a first aid mental health coach, I am able to identify when people are depressed. So let us look at some things that we can observe to identify that people around us are depressed. When people think of depression, they typically imagine someone who appears sad and withdrawn. No, this is certainly true of some people with depression. However, there are other signs, particularly among young people, that may mean depression is a problem. Not every person who is depressed has all the major symptoms. People differ in the number of symptoms they have and how severe the symptoms are. Even if a young person does not have enough symptoms to be diagnosed with a depressive disorder, some symptoms can still have a significant impact on their life. Signs and symptoms of major depressive disorder. Now, if you realize a young person is clinically depressed, they would have five or more of these symptoms I will refer to in a, in, in a while. An unusual sad mood, loss of enjoyment and interest in activities that were previously enjoyable to them. They are no longer finding interest in doing the things that matters the most to them. Lack of energy and tiredness feeling worthless or guilty when they are not at fault, thinking about death or wishing to be dead, difficulty concentrating or making decision, 
moving more slowly or sometimes becoming agitated and unable to settle, having sleeping difficulties or sleeping too much, lost of interest in food or sometimes eating too much, changes in eating habits which may lead to either weight loss or weight gain. Now, how can you notice at home if someone is depressed? Complain of tiredness, even if they're sleeping more than usual, they're always tired. Having difficulties doing household chores, either forgetting to do them or not doing them thoroughly. Withdraw from family, spending a great amount of time all by themselves. Snap at family members, behave irritable or pick fights with parents or siblings. Avoid discussion, important future events such as decisions about future education or work opportunities. Now, how can teachers, educators, caregivers in schools identify that children are depressed? Yes, children are also depressed. It's so sad, it's very unfortunate that many of our children are faced with depression, but they have been silent about it because we as adults, we have failed to listen to them. Shows a decline in school grades because they do not complete work, do not do as good as they used to do or miss school. Fail to engage in classroom discussions or struggle to understand and communicate. Snap at or start fights with other students or engage in vandalism. Struggle to work effectively in the morning, but do better in late afternoon classes. These symptoms can all have an impact on school achievement. Don't take it lightly. Some may result in disciplinary responses. Teachers may also notice that a student chooses topics such as depression, suicide, or self-injury to write about in classes or as the subject for creative writing or arts. How can we notice that people around us, your friends, your loved one, in a social setting are depressed? They avoid spending time with friends altogether. This is no more fun for them. Spend more time with friends who appear also to be depressed. Become ostracized from their usual social groups, either because they continually refuse invitations or friends find the individual difficult to spend time with. Use alcohol or drugs to deal with emotional symptoms. Many of the major symptoms of depression in youths and adults are also symptoms of depression in very young children. Children younger than age 12 with depression may show aggressive behaviors, be more fearful of new people and challenges, or show delays or regression in important developmental milestone. Now, what are the risk factors for depression? Depression has no single cause and often involves the interaction of many diverse biological, psychological, and social factors. The following factors increase a person's risk of developing depression. A history of depression in close family members, being a more sensitive, emotional, and anxious person, 
adverse experience in childhood, such as lack of care or abuse, family poverty and social disadvantage, learning and other social difficulties, recent adverse events in the person's life, such as being a victim of crime, death, or serious illness in the family, having an accident or being bullied or victimized, parental separation or divorce, lack of close confiding relationship with someone, long-term or serious physical illness, having another mental illness such as an anxiety disorder, psychotic disorder, or substance use disorder, premenstrual changes in hormonal levels, caring full-time for a person with a long-term disability. We should also note that bullying is a common experience for many youth, and it may be a contributing factor to developing depression. Surveys have indicated that as many as half all our youths are bullied at some time during school years, and at least 10% are bullied on a regular basis. Youth often do not tell others they are being bullied. Bullying behavior can be physical or verbal and can occur in persons, online through emails and other social networking sites. Youths who are bullied experience real suffering that can interfere with their social and emotional development as well as their school performance. Some victims of bullying may, with untreated depression, have even attempted suicide rather than continue to endure such harassment and punishment. The person doing the bullying probably also needs help from an adult. Bullying is an imbalance of power and strength. A youth who bullies may need counseling along with supervision, clear expectation, and consistent consequences. Depression can also result from the use of medication and other substances. The direct effect of some medical conditions, for example, vitamin B12 deficiency, hepatitis, glander fever, HIV, and some cancers. The side effects of certain medications or drugs, including some used to control acne, the symptoms of depression are thought to be due to changes in natural brain chemical called neurotransmitters. These chemicals send messages from one nerve cell to another in the brain. When a person becomes depressed, the brain can have less of certain of these chemical messengers. One of these chemicals is seroitin, a chemical in the brain that helps to regulate a person's mood. Many antidepressant medication work by changing the activity of serotonin in the brain. Now, what are the gender differences in adolescent depression? Although depression is more common in women than men, this pattern is not seen across the world lifespan. In childhood depression, it is not common. However, boys tend to have slightly higher rates than girls. In adolescence, depression increases and girls begin to have two to three times the rate seen in boys. There are several reasons why the gender difference in depression emerges in adolescence. One of these is hormonal. The rise in depression in adolescent girls is associated with the onset of puberty, 
with girls who reach puberty earlier having more depressive symptoms. However, other factors are involved as well. For example, adolescent girls often invest more in relationships with friends than boys do and are more likely to become depressed when there are problems in relationship. Girls are also more likely to assume caretaking roles, example, with parents or siblings, which can increase their risk of depression. Now, it is very, very important that we realize the need for early intervention. As early intervention is particularly important for youths and adolescents because depression can have a negative effect on a young person's development. Depression in youth and adults is associated with delays in social, emotional, and cognitive development. Youths who have had depression are more likely to have a range of problems in adulthood, including low educational attainment, difficulties at work, unemployment, problems in personal relationship, early pregnancy, early pregnancy and problems with the law. Now, as a youth mental health first aid coach, this is an action plan that the Youth Mental Health Society has developed. A. Assess for risk of suicide or harm. L. Listen non-judgmentally. G. Give reassurance and information. E. Encourage appropriate professional help. E. Encourage self-help and other support strategy. And this intervention action plan is ALGI. It is very, very important that we assess the risk, we listen non-judgmentally, we give reassurance, and we encourage professional appropriate health. Now, how can we assess for risk of suicide or harm? If you think that a young person you care about may be depressed and need help, approach the person about your concerns. It is important to choose a suitable time when both of you are available, are available to talk, as well as a space where you both feel comfortable. Let the young person know that you are available to talk when ready. Do not put pressure on them to talk right away. It can be helpful to let the young person choose the moment to open up. However, if the young person does not initiate a conversation with you about how they are feeling, you should say something to them. As you talk with the young person, be on the lookout for any indications that they may be in a crisis. Crisis associated with depression. There are two main crises which may be associated to depression. The young person have suicidal thoughts or behaviors the young persons in engaging in non-suicidal self-injuries. Now, what are suicidal thoughts and behavior? Not every young person who is depressed is at risk for suicide. Yet, depression is a major risk factor for suicide. People who die by suicide are frequently suffering from undiagnosed, untreated, or untreated depression. A young person may feel so overwhelmed and helpless that the future appears hopeless. They may think suicide is the only way out. Sometimes a young person becomes suicidal very rapidly. 
perhaps in response to trigger, relationship, or failure at school. Now, what is non-suicidal self-injury? Self-injury, example, cutting, scratching, pinching, or burning, that is not intended to result in death, is relatively common in young people. Depression is a major risk factor for non-suicidal self-injury. Young people who engage in non-suicidal self-injury also reports more emotional distress, anger problems, low self-esteem, more risky health behaviors, and more antisocial behaviors. Youths who have more emotional difficulties are more likely to engage in non-suicidal self-injury if they have close friends or peers who might have engaged in several different behavior. Now, how can we solve this? How can we help our children? How can we help our adults? How can we help our youths? How can we stop the stigma, put an end to depression? Here are some helpful resources which I have used, which many people have also used to help encourage self-help and other supportive strategies. The Balance Mind Foundation, Center for the Study of Prevention and Violence, Cyberbullying Research Center, Depression Screening, Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, Families for Depression Awareness, National Council for Community Behavioral Healthcare, National Institute of Mental Health, Stop Bullying Now campaign, Support Groups, American Self-Help Group, Clearing House, Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. These are just the name of few. Let us put an end to this. Let us be open. Let us be caring. Let us give a listening ear. So many are being depressed. Depression is now like a plague. It might just be next door you. It might just be in your house and you are unaware of it because you have failed to listen. Let us open up. Let us restore. Let us transform. Let us motivate. Let us inspire. Thanks for listening. Shauna Kay's Motivational Breeze.